And welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of Education, Leadership, and Beyond, hashtag ELB, and it is episode number 72. Super pumped to be here. Oh, here's the music. It just came on. How about that technology for you? The music wouldn't come on, and here it is, everyone. I will let that run a little bit. Uh, this is episode number 72. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and uh, excited to be here with today's guest, Corey Taylor. Corey uh, is my former student, and uh, Corey is going to tell his story today um, about his journey that he has been on. He has been through a lot in his life uh, and is doing some tremendous things. Um, he's going to share his story about some facial uh, deformities, some facial, what'd you call it? Uh, facial differences. Differences is the uh, politically correct term he told me to say, but uh, he's not embarrassed about it. He's not shy about it. And we're going to uh, talk with Corey here in a minute. So I would like to thank today's sponsor of the show. That is our friends from the Coaching and Leadership Journal, my friend Dan Spanauer from the Leadership Publishing Team. Uh, if you are a school leader, if you are someone that is looking for great stories uh, or just tidbits of information that are useful to use in your professional life, the Coaching and Leadership Journal, uh, this is a great resource. I love it. There's new stories every month. January 2019 just came out. Uh, check it out. And uh, if you punch in the code at the Leadership Publishing Team.com, punch in the code ELB20. Dan will offer you a 20% discount on your annual subscription uh, for our friends here, uh, our listeners on ELB and beyond. So uh, we do want to thank them. So to open today's show, I wanted to chat a, a few moments before we bring our guest in today, Corey, uh, is two points. Number one, if you're working in schools, uh, if you are an educator, one of our philosophies we like to talk about is treat every kid as if they're your kid. Corey was a student in Port Jervis High School, and uh, I got to know him just a little bit. He had some close teachers that he was very close with, uh, but I was fortunate to get to know him. And I always want to make sure uh, I didn't treat him different than anyone else, but I gave him attention uh, and that his needs were taken care of because I knew in my heart, and certainly he's going to share about it, he was going through a lot uh, with the uh, facial deformities, with the facial issues uh, that he was going through, and uh, he's going to share that story with us today. So number one, treat every kid as if they're your kid, because Corey Taylor does have a family. Corey Taylor is loved by many, um, and, and we know that, and those people would expect that from the school teachers, um, and, and as a leader, that's very important. The second thing is think about the next time you say, why me, or woe is me, or why are these things happening to me? Sometimes, right, someone cuts you off, they take your parking spot, and all of these things that are going wrong for you. And then you meet Corey Taylor, who has had so many surgeries and has gone through so much. And he, today, he's an author. Uh, he's got a big-time job interview coming up, um, and he's got a terrific attitude and outlook on life. And just be mindful of that as, you know, good things happen to you, bad things happen to you. Be careful before the next time you say, why me or woe is me? Um, because as Corey would say, like, 
you know, some people got it worse, right? Some people have it worse. So keep that in mind. Um, we're on Be Live right now. And one of the aspects of the show I like to do is interact with our guests. So if you have a question for Corey, if you have a comment for Corey, if you know Corey, if you don't know Corey, please write us a comment and we will interact with you live on the show here on Education, Leadership and Beyond. And uh, that's an aspect we would like to uh, have for our listening audience that is watching live. If you're watching this after the fact on a recording and you were one of Corey's teachers or one of Corey's friends, leave us a comment. We enjoy uh, reading those afterwards and we'll try to get back to you on that. So that being said, I would like to welcome in our friend, Corey Taylor. Corey, come on in here. And thank you so much for joining us here on a busy Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful. Here we go. Corey, slide in a little more. I won't bite you. And I got breath mints here. I had a I had a late lunch, so we'll put these out so I don't I'm not breathing on you. No problem. Corey, is this your first podcast you've been on? Uh second. Okay. But yep, it's my I really want to do it because it it's a local podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh I'm very like I was very eager to do it because like I wanted to I'm trying to do a lot more local. Yeah. Well, Corey, tell um, tell our listening audience. I mean, I know your background, I know your story, and we're here to talk about a number of things today. But tell us a little bit about your background and and how you got to where you are right now. Uh, so, when I was born, I was born with a severe uh, cranial facial deformity, where my face didn't form completely. Uh, when I was born, I actually had no nose. Uh, and my left eye was underdeveloped to the point that I have no vision in it. And I had over 50 surgeries growing up before I was 18 years old. And then at that point, I've, the surgeries finally stopped and I was able to live a life. And I, I went to high school, finished high school. Before you get there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when you were a kid, yep. when did you first start to notice my face looks different than, than other people. You know, it was something I never really noticed until one day I got into like a little, like a shoving match with my cousin. Okay. And we put, you know, we pushed each other and like, he was always like, don't ever, never hit Corey. And it was one time, like we actually got into a shoving match and I was a little snarky. Mm -hmm. So I had it coming, but my, we walk, we look up and my mom is standing right there. So I started crying. She brings me to the other room and I went and I rubbed my nose and I'm like, he, he popped my nose. <laughs> and she's like, Corey, no, it's always been like that. And that was like, oh, wow. like just one of those like, oh, moments. Okay. But it's one of the things I never really noticed it until I was like three years old. Okay. And then so now you're in high school and that's where we yep, got to meet, uh, right? Yep. I, high school, it was actually an amazing experience. And once I finished high school, I started college, but I was not feeling it like immediately. I just knew it wasn't something that was for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, about a year into high school or college, my grandmother had a stroke. So I ended up, I stopped to take care of her. And that was a blessing because how many people can give back to someone in the same way that they gave to him? And my grandmother was one of my rocks growing up. So mm -hmm. being able to take care of her when she had her stroke, and I ended up taking care of her for eight years. And I'm very grateful for being able to do that. Yeah. And that was an amazing experience and gave me time to figure out what I want to do myself, and how to, what I wanted to make my life. Your Aunt Robin is watching here now. She gives <laughs> you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in, Aunt Robin. Uh, he's a special young man. Um, Corey, 
going through this, you know, I'm going to ask you about some highs and lows, Definitely. right? Along the way, you'd said high school was a great experience. Yep. Did you have some uh, things where kids maybe weren't kind to you or maybe made some comments about how you looked? You know, really? Like, I never had any, like, bullying or anyone. Like, what happened to your face in school? Like, it was like, if there was, like, a new kid, they'd be like, what? If you don't mind me asking, um, what happened? Would they be very standoffish about it? Because they think it was an accident? Did they, they think uh, like you were heard, in a car wreck or something? <laughs> I've heard car wrecks. I've heard fires. And I've heard my mother did drugs. And none of that was true. None of it. Oh, for three. Yeah. Okay. Much. And I was, I'm was i always very open about it. Even back then, I was always very, like, oh, I was born this way. Yeah. You know? But uh, because I had so much support in school, Everyone was almost like there were kids that were afraid to say something because if and if they like, what happened to your face? Hey, what are you saying to him? Yeah, like I had so much backup that if one person says something, they had the whole school after him. Wow, and okay. that, it was an amazing support. But I had to be like, guys, no, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> and how about in public, Corey? Have you did it? Were you afraid to go out in public? Were you you know people looking things like that? There were like of course you know young kids will look, and really most of the time like they'd be like, what happened to his face? And you see, you know, oh, he was born that way, and it's usually, usually fine. Uh, it was, it's mostly, honestly, growing up, it was adults that could be the most ignorant. There was one Halloween when I was young, and we went up to a house, and the guy was obviously intoxicated, and he looked at me, and he's like, "Nice mask." Oh man! And now at the time, I was just like, again, I just like, okay, and I walked away, and my mom and aunt were there, and they were like, "Corey, what did he just say to you?" Oh, he said, "Nice mask." I thought they meant my mask. Even though I know that wasn't true, but yeah. I didn't want to make it worse. Yeah. And I want to like, you know, make upset my family. And when he said that, they, and then all I know is they like stay here. They went out to him, they came back with another handful of candy. Oh. So okay. I don't know what was that. All I know is he probably didn't have a head by the time. <laughs> okay. But kids now mostly like kids have always been very, you know, except for the young kids, which that's why like I actually uh, go to schools now and like talk. Because I love talking to the younger kids to make them aware. Because I feel like if they see someone who looks different, and after you make them comfortable with it, it kind of desensitizes them. Where they're not as, like, they don't stare as much. They don't feel like they have to be uh, standoffish. Where if they do have a question, they're not afraid to ask. And I'm always a type, like, I'm an open book. You know, if a kid has a question, I want them to feel comfortable to approach me. So tell me, you're reaching out to schools and you're yep. you're speaking to schools now. What's your what's your message when you get there? Like, what, what is your what's the name of your talk? The biggest thing is treat like treat others how you want to be treated. And I know that's something that's you know young kids are always taught, but it's something that is kind of it goes to the wayside as they get older. Mm -hmm. And it's something that like they hear it so much that it, it loses meaning. And I want them to see, you know, here's someone, myself, who looks different, and yet I'm just like them. And I'll ask them about different things that, you know, they do, like, play video games, I play video games, you know, stuff like that, get some co-talking, and it, you know, I show them that I'm just like them. And that's the best way to, you know, approach these kids and, like, approach that topic with them. Yeah. Corey and I are discussing his journey here. We're going to discuss some aspects of his life. If you are watching live uh, family or friend, or even if you don't know Corey and you're watching live, please give us a question uh, or a comment because um, we would like to interact with our, our listening audience or our watching uh, viewing audience here. So, Corey, on this journey, right, you've touched on a couple of things here. 
But tell me about a, a high in your life that was just in a tremendous experience, and then maybe some of the uh, the lows also. Uh, if it's okay, I want to start with a low because okay. it kind of goes into the high. You're the star guest <laughs> here, Corey. Uh, a big low happened when, uh, so like I said, my grandmother had a stroke, mm -hmm. and I, ended up to, I was helping take care of her with my mother and my aunt. And we all like teamed up to you know make it as comfortable for her as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, and one night I, I watched my grandmother while my mother went out for a little while, and she deserved it because you know we were like we were all there a lot. So she went out for a while, and she came home, and she was like, and we just were we were bickering back and forth, or it was just like just nothing that like just like we both wanted to get the last words like Corey, stop it. Okay, fine, Corey, stop. Uh huh. And we just we were just driving each other crazy. She's like, Corey, why don't you go to the house for the night? You know, get away for a while. I'm like, well, I was just kidding. She said, no, not because, you know, just to give yourself some time away. Sure. So I went home for the night. I went back the next morning and I walk in and I see my grandmother tipped over in her wheelchair. Mm. So I go to try and get her up and she's like pushing me away and she's pointing to her bedroom. I look into the bedroom and I found my mother on the floor. Oh, my God. She ended up having a massive stroke. Oh, man. And for me, like, those literally are my two rocks. Like, growing up, my parents... And my grandmother were my biggest support. They were, if I needed anything, they were always there for me. And having that, like literally my two rocks, like lay on the floor, it it hit me in a way I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I immediately called 911. Unfortunately, uh, my dad was actually uh, at my house with me the night before because he asked me what I was doing. I was like, oh, I just came home for the night. So he came to watch some movies with me. So I called him, I called 911, and I ran over to get my aunt, because okay. she lived right next door. And the doctors told us that my mother was gonna either die or be a vegetable. Lo and behold, shes it's now about five years later, she's walking, She's her speech is rough, but she's still she can still talk, tell you to go do something to yourself if you upset her. And she's doing amazing, and for someone who they said was gonna die or be a vegetable, mm. she's doing amazing. That's terrific. And but for me, like, and I, like I said, I, I helped take care of her and my grandmother up until last year. My grandmother passed away. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't even like they, they always say in the newspapers, like how someone passes away with their family around them. And it's not just a saying like it truly it was, you know, she was surrounded by her family. And that's all I can. That's all anybody can ask for. Wow. And wow. that was but that was a very hard moment. OK. Uh, but the highest is after my grandma had a stroke about two years after i was trying to figure out what i want to do when i started writing and about the time i started writing i log on to facebook and i see that rl stein was going to be at a writer's conference across the country in colorado i was like okay i don't know how but i'm going to do that i've never been on a plane except for uh the senior trip sure i never was on a plane alone never traveled alone but i was like i got to do this i usually when at, at that point when i would do that something would happen and I'd be like, okay, I can't do it. Oh, well. And I kind of talk myself out of it. At that point, I knew it was something I, I had to do. And everything just came together immediately where I found, uh, when my aunt was working, I found someone to watch my mother and my grandmother. I set everything up like that day and everything just fell into place. Awesome. And I was, okay, you know what? I got to do this. R.L. Stein is an author that you liked. Oh, not, he was, I read one of his books in like elementary school. Give me the name. What is the sum of the name of his books? Uh, Say Cheese and Die. It's, he's a, the creator of Goosebumps. Fear oh, Street. yeah. Okay. And one day I read Say Cheese and Die, and I literally heard the bell ring, and I looked up, 
realized I was in a library and I was like, wow, his book just took me out of my world and into his own. Wow. I want to do that. And that told me right there, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. So when I saw he was going to be in at, at a writer's conference, I was just learning how to, you know, just trying to write it myself. I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to finish my book, go to this writer's conference, meet R.L. Stein, talk to literary agents, and see what I could do to start my own career. Yeah. And I went to the conference the first day. Who's walking toward me but R.L. Stein? Wow. I almost talked myself out of it. Oh, he's probably going somewhere. I don't want to bother him. You know, just doing anything can talk myself out of it. But I was like, no, I'm doing this. Walked up to him and I actually talked to him for five minutes. And he was a very one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. And that day I ended up uh, in line for, they had like a banquet hall where you had meals. And I was in line for lunch. And the person who organized the whole conference saw me and said, Corey, come with me. Uh-oh, what I do? I go to the conference, or I follow her and into the conference room where they were having all the meals in banquet hall. And she sits me down at our science table. I was like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, you're not going to get in trouble, are you? She's wow. like, I organize this. Wow. We're good. So in that same year, uh, that same conference, I ended up having an agent actually want to read my whole book. Cool. So it was an amazing experience. And that was definitely my highest of the highs because here's someone who I never went out of my, off my street, out of my town. And I just traveled across the country on my own. It was an amazing experience. It showed me I could do anything. And, like, now, and tell me now, because you sent me your book the other night, tell <laughs> our audience, what is the name of your book? What is uh, it about? And is it out yet? Are you working on getting it published? Where, where, where are we at with it? I'm, uh, it's called Small Town State of Mind. And it's an homage slash um, parody okay. of a small town and like people's perception of small towns. And is and, that built on uh, Port Jervis here? You know, we are in Port Jervis. Yes, is that, okay. It's uh, a lot of the, I, there's a lot of settings in the book that are based off of areas around here. Okay. Uh, there's the main setting is a bar and it's based off of the Erie. There's a scene where they get to go to a point where you're in three places at once and it's based off of Tri-State Rock. There you go. And there's a store near where I live, uh, Odell's, and one of the first scenes takes place in that store. Cool. So, yeah, it's like, it's a psychological thriller where it's about a city boy who goes to a small, who gets stuck in a small town, and he's had very ignorant views of a small town. And he's thinking, you know what, I'm going to keep my head down because I want to get involved in a small town drama. So he tries to keep his head down, but it doesn't work. And he ends up in a de deadly game of cat and mouse with a cop that's not, that's going off the edge. PJ Police Cop? No, 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 no. That's not based off of like, – none of the characters are based off of anybody. Okay. I want to stress that. Okay. And, Corey, how about getting it published in uh, that kind of stuff? Where are you with that right now? I'm still, like, sending it out to agents and trying to find someone who is willing, like, help me, willing to help me publish it. Sure. Uh, if it doesn't – if I don't get any interest by, like, April, I'm probably going to start pursuing self-publishing. Okay. I just didn't want to do that right away. Because I'm worried that it won't be able to make it out to the vast majority. Sure. And I actually see it as like a Netflix series. Okay. And I want that possibility to happen in any, you know, I want to make I want to make it happen the best that it can. And I'm worried if I self-publish that the right eyes won't get on it, if that makes sense. 
you know, Corey, people have said that uh, with your facial issues that it's affected your vision. Yeah. But for you, for this project here, you have <laughs> tremendous vision. And uh, I know Netflix is a big uh, follower of uh, education, leadership, and beyond. So Netflix, if you're watching, he's got a series for you here. All kidding aside, though, for uh, <laughs> our friends watching, if you do know people in the book publishing business, um, we've talked about that. We've had my self-publishing uh, group on that I worked with as well. But uh, if you do know a publisher, let's uh, get him in touch with Corey Taylor. Uh, to let's get that book out there. I got to tell you, when you publish your book, it inspired me because I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" If that guy can do well, it, no, it was more like, like you're someone local, and I was like, "Okay, so clearly we're not like you know forgotten." So I was like, "I'm like, if another local person can do it, then I can do it." And it kind of it really inspired me. Yeah, and I just yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, one of your for our former classmates here, Rachel Marcilia, is tuning in here. Uh, Rachel, thanks for tuning in. If you want to send us a question uh, here, uh, that'd be great. We're getting good luck from James Broderick here on, on your book. Um, that's great, Corey. And you mentioned how fast you type uh, here in our pre-show uh, thing. A little yep. bit faster than me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how fast that is? So I went to for a technology evaluation uh, through uh, the Commission for the Visually Impaired. And they sent me to a place called Vision, and they did a bunch of tests. And like, one of the tests was a typing test, and I can type from eighty-three to ninety words per minute with ninety-nine to ninety-eight percent accuracy. That is tremendous. And you took a keyboarding class in high school that you really liked. <laughs> yep, uh, I believe it was uh, taught by uh, a teacher that uh, long retired, uh, Mrs. Knight. Yeah. But when uh, I took the class with her, and she it was she ended up she, she taught my mother. So we ended up bonding instantly. Fantastic. So it was just one of the things where I just took took off. You know, Corey, going through those teenage years in high school, and I'm really glad to hear about the kindness that you uh, experienced more so than people saying hurtful things to you. Was there some adults in there that really took you under your wing, some some people along the way that that helped you, inspired you, things like that? Yeah, there, uh, there's actually three that I have to mention. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Bloom and Mrs. Ewald was uh, my aide and my vision teacher uh, from like elementary school to high school. They and, stayed with you. Yeah, they stayed with me the entire time, okay. and I'm very grateful for everything they did for me. And then there was in high school, there was Mrs. Valentine, who I can tell you right now, without her, I would not have made it out of high school. I would have ended up dropping out, or I, I don't think I would have made it out because I just – I had a lot of trouble like trying to like with my, my attention trying to keep focused with everything and she was someone who she was like a like a like a mother figure to me yeah and she was just someone who i ended up uh, having surgery and i had home instruction she ended up being the teacher who did it and her and i just it, it we, she made it fun where we would talk and we would just end up like she made math fun which making math fun for me is a challenge <laughs> and we had to read Macbeth which I did anything I could to get out of it because it, it was something where I just was not a fan of that the old English language like the Shakespeare you know I not a fan yeah. <laughs> but she made it fun and like I, I am so grateful just for having her in my life she make a cake for your birthday <laughs> she <laughs> she's made me, uh, made me a cake she's made me um, uh, it's like a noodle casserole oh, yeah. and it's like uh like a big it's like a jewish dish and it was something that like 
to this day is one of the best things I've ever eaten. Well, and we certainly want to give a shout out to Miss Valentine. She yes. lost her husband after a long uh, battle there with some illness, and uh, I, I know you know our hearts go out to her. But you were very special to her as she was to you, uh, and you've meant a lot to us. Um, Corey, you mentioned about the typing and that you went for an evaluation. You got a job interview coming up here, uh, and you're leaving here in the next couple of days. Tell me a little bit about this job interview. What do you have on the, on the horizon? Uh, so it's a work placement, uh, or like kind of like an evaluation where they see how you do with the resumes and they look at your resume, help you revamp it. They look at, they help you do like a mock interview where you do like a, a job interview to see how you do and what you can do to improve it. And then there's a net big networking opportunity where they're bringing us to Google in New York City. Wow. And it's a way to kind of like meet the people that work there and sort of tell them about yourself and see if maybe there's a job opportunity for you there. And with my typing skills, and I've been doing a lot of data entry for the last six months-ish, uh, they believe that it's an, a possibility that they might want that end up wanting to take me on. So, yeah. <laughs> You're doing a good job here on the show, but of course they'll want to take you. Uh, and, and we're excited for you. That's a great opportunity. Yes, definitely. Corey, another question. A couple of years ago, the movie Wonder came out where it does feature a young man that did have similar uh, facial uh, um, deformities, facial uh, differences, as you mentioned, also. And it brought a lot of attention. You know, you had mixed feelings on the movie. Um, but what did that movie mean to you? And what did it do for people that have similar, uh, uh, you know, kind of facial issues as yourself? Uh, one of the big things is it opened up a line of communication about facial differences. Because before that movie and before the book came out, it was something that wasn't really talked. It was almost taboo. And that for me, was it, that always bugged me. So the fact that it opened up that line of communication and it opened up that topic really it, it, it helped. It made me feel a lot better because I was like, okay, you know what? They're talking about it. Now let me see how I can talk about it. So I started to pursue different things. And I started calling it my wonder story. And when I, I I'm going to be honest, when I read it, like cause I, I st it started off as a book. I read the first few chapters and I was like, I can't do it. I ended up closing the book. I'm like, I can't read it. Because every time I get like a page in, I'd be like, my story's better. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where the person who wrote it saw a kid on the bus that had a facial difference. And that kind of sparked the whole book. And I feel like if it came from someone who had a facial difference, it would have had a little more of an impact. Yeah. But I thought it was an amazing way to kind of, like I said, open up the lines of communication and it was had an amazing cast. Like the movie had an amazing cast, and it, the movie kept my attention the entire time. And it was very well done. I believe there are some scenes they could have did that could have been a little more impactful, but because of the demographic they were going for, it would have been kind of difficult to do. Sure. But I think they should have did like more surgeries, like in the movie, where they kind of just talk, excuse me, they kind of just talk about it. Sure. And I think they could have kind of had a scene that it could have showed people a little more what he's going through if they had the you know the surgery aspect part of it and i just feel like that kind of like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit because you've gone through it you've experienced it right and that's why i feel like if someone who had a facial difference was writing it or doing you know the movie it could have just it could have hit home a little more 
But like I said, it opened up a line of communication and it made it so it's a topic that people talk about. And you know what? If that's what it you know took to do it, great. Yeah. Corey, we got Ashley Hunt. Uh, she wants to uh, uh, read Small Town State of Mind. <laughs> we got a purchase right there. <laughs> Definitely, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, if you have a question, if you're watching live, you want to put a question on there for Corey or I, uh, please do so. Uh, he's doing a great job today. Uh, Corey, back to, uh, again, the movie, you know, that brought a lot of attention. You're now going into schools. You're speaking to people. Is there a help group? Is there a group that where you could talk to younger kids that might not be as resilient as you, that you can help them? There, like, I'm actually, I just, uh, over the last year, started with uh, different Facebook groups. And I've gone to, like, different uh, cranial facial uh malformation groups and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and that has been something that i've been trying to do more of where I'm, i go in and i kind of like if i see someone having a hard time i kind of tell them hey i've been through this just know it gets better and the big thing i always try to do is talk to the parents of the children that have sure. the facial deformities sure um there's one in particular i met a few years ago my mom actually showed me uh it was like a video that went viral online and it was a young woman who had a child with a facial deformity and people were being very callous like with their comments mm. and i ended up uh messaging her and to this day her and i talk and like her son's getting older and like it's so funny because i see him and i'm like i see so much myself in him sure like he's very like he, he's like very like funny he'll make funny comments and i'm like <laughs> he just like me when i was young <laughs> and that, wise guy yeah and that for me is like really cool because I, I think as he gets older, I'm going to be able to talk to him a little bit and kind of help him through it and help his mother through it. Because it's something that uh, it's very hard like for the child, but it's very, very hard for the mother. Because they see it where the child is more like, okay, you know, like it's something you know, we're doing. Or like, oh, God, you know, you know surgery is going to hurt pain. They don't think about the whole aspect of it, whereas the parents are forced to see it completely. And I believe that they deserve a lot of you know support as well. Corey, we named the show Inspiring to Inspire. And I got to tell you, you know, even I felt this in high school, you were an inspiration. But to see you now as a young adult uh, writing books and, and, you know, groups, you really are inspiring. Uh, and I'm really proud of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, 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 basically, I, my goal is I want to, I figure, I keep achieving my goals. I can inspire people just in that alone. So if I can go to schools and different places and talk to them, then I can inspire them that much more. And my goal is just to inspire as many people as possible, one person at a time. Corey, if there's an educator uh, that's watching, uh, they want to contact you about the book or they want to contact you about speaking uh, at their schools, what would be the best way to do that? Definitely email. Uh, we can post my email right there, but it's, uh, Corey T0304 at gmail.com. I've had like more professional emails put in, but somehow it always comes back to that one. Sure. So, uh, yeah, that's the best place to reach me is by email or by my Facebook. Okay. Because I'm pretty much always by my computer or by my cell phone and my Facebook's always ready to go. So we'll put that uh, in the, in the comments here. We'll put that email. Uh, but that's great that you're willing to help other people. Um, Corey, you mentioned about the surgeries and, and you know, what you've gone through there. Um, what did you think of the opening concept of sometimes people saying, you know, woe is me or why me? And here's you 
you know, the hand you've been dealt, yet the positivity and the message that you're taking with the life circumstances that you've been dealt with. Tell me a little bit about that. I think everybody at one point or another says, why me? For me, it's usually if I stub my toe three times in one day or my computer's not working right, that's when I say, oh, why me? But as a whole, I believe, you know, like with my facial deformity, like there are people that say, oh, do you ever see, do you say why me? And I'm like, no, for me, it's more why not me? Because if it wasn't me, maybe it'd be someone else. And what if that person wasn't as strong and couldn't handle it like I have? Like, what if they didn't have the support that I have had? So like I said, my family, my friends, like the town has always been a big support for me. What if they didn't have that support? Yeah. And for me, like, I've never known someone like for as far as my face, my facial deformity, any like my any like and no, I've never wanted to say why me because, like I said, why not me? It's tremendous. He's got a tremendous attitude. I'm so proud of this young man. We're gonna get this book out there. We're gonna get you this job. If you don't get this job, I'm going down there, <laughs> knocking somebody out. If anybody else needs data entry work? Give me a call. Yeah. So Corey, we got some rapid fire um, questions here. These are quick answers. The first thing that kind of comes to your head, okay? Yep. We're going to throw some wrestling in there, too. I know you're a big wrestling fan. Okay. So the last book you read? Uh, the last book I read was Stephen King's On Writing. So you read it a couple of times. Uh, five, six, hundred. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big-time writer. He's phenomenal. And, and any of you uh, have Audible, I would get his audio book because he actually does the voice, and it makes his – life story that much more impactful yeah wow oh this is it's about writing is yep. it's, <laughs> it's a hybrid of a how-to but it's more like how to achieve your goals as well as a life story and it's something that like anybody who if you've ever even heard of the name stephen king check this book out yeah you should try to get in touch with him and see what he could do for you yeah <laughs> let's see it's a dream let's see <laughs> uh last movie you saw uh, Halloween, the new Halloween movie. You mentioned this earlier. Favorite place to travel? Colorado, definitely. Yeah. What town were you in in Colorado? Uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It it was it was beautiful. It was like the people are so relaxed. Yeah. Like living in New York, you tend to come across a lot of people. Like if you bump into them, they yeah, you know, get out of my way. Exactly. Yeah. Where in Colorado, it's more like, oh, I'm sorry, let's go get a drink. You know, it's just like it's so relaxed and just it's a very laid back community. And for me, I think eventually if I could ever, you know, afford to up and move, you know, across the country, I would end up in Colorado. Okay. Good to know. If you're watching, Mary Blodgett, our friends out in Colorado that are watching, uh, the Colorado uh, School District, Colorado Springs School District was a big fan of uh, the principal. They actually purchased the book for their whole district. So wow. very, very grateful that we uh, Colorado Springs. Maybe we'll go out there together for a little professional development action. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, Corey, what's something that motivates you? Uh, the future. I think about the things I want to achieve. And I, Jim Carrey did a video. He's a manifest to your own destiny where he talked about how he wanted his dreams to come true. So he, he just pictured it. And he said, I'm going to do this. And for me, that's what I do. I think about the future. I'm like, oh, man, the future is big. It's going to be amazing. And it just inspires me and just motivates me to keep on going. This guy's killing it, man. You're killing it. Three most important qualities of being an author. Motivation, the drive to never give up, and networking. And that's with everything. But networking is key. I like it.
What do you write here? What's it? Oh, the, in the movie Up. Yeah, stay focused. Yeah, yeah, focus is a biggie because it's very easy for writers. If you're like, oh, it's not going the way I want it to, or you, know, you sit down to write, Squirrel is literally like that movie Up where the dog, he's like, hi, I'm George. And he's talking, all of a sudden he's going to look away. Squirrel, Yeah, that's a writer. <laughs> when you sit down to write, it's so easy to procrastinate and find other things to you know, focus on, and you end up writing one word, and that's it. <laughs> you know, we had John Feinstein on the show here. Uh, he's a big sports writer and has written a bunch. And he always said uh, he stops writing in the middle of a sentence. Yep, and that's what they tell you to do. They say yeah. set, like, a goal of how many words you want to write or a time, like an hour you want to write a day. And once that hour is up, just stop. Stop. Middle of a sentence. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three most important qualities of being a good motivational speaker. Confidence. Again, the networking is key because uh, without networking, nobody knows you know where you are, who you are, how to get in touch with you. So networking is always key. And know what you're talking about. Like know the topic you're going to discuss beforehand. Like study up on it. Ask other people about it. Make sure you know what you're talking about, because if you're like stuttering, if you're on, you know, thinking while you're on stage, like, oh, what were they, what were they saying again? It kind of loses the audience. Sure. So yeah, definitely network. Know your, uh, know the audience, and confidence. Con yes, yeah, confidence. Thank you. Said, you. Well, <laughs> that's great. And and the, you know, I would think you, if you're good, Corey, and you're doing good work in schools. We'll have to have you back at the high school. Um, but there's something, too, that, that, you know, they pay big bucks for motivational speakers. So uh, we'll have to get Corey on the docket there. Uh, a little bit of a lighter topic. I know wrestling is a big part of your life. Yes. Uh, who is the best uh, all-time wrestler? Number one oh. all-time wrestler. The best wrestler of all time is The Undertaker. And the best wrestler I've met personally, Matt Hardy. Because I've actually met both of them, but I met Matt, uh, Matt Hardy five times, and he remembers me. Wow. And people, like, when facial differences, people are always like, you know, oh, you know, you, you, you know, it's very hard to be just a face in the crowd. But when going to meet and greet and meeting these wrestlers and being able to tell them how you have an impact on, you know, how they've had an impact on you. And then having them remember you later, that's an awesome feeling. What is it about wrestling that draws you to it? You know, it's uh, something that has always been like a... Uh, a uh like a way of kind of taking me out of my world and growing up having all those surgeries that was something that i'm always i'm very grateful for and nowadays like it's just i i'm very passionate about it where the creative aspect of it and i'm watching long enough and now i'm like oh they should have did this or they should have did that but i love the creative aspect and just the it's very gripping it's especially when you've been watching it since 1992 it's very very gripping and it just kind of keeps your it keeps your attention, and sometimes you might throw your remote at the TV, say you'll never watch again, but you're gonna. You're watch going it. back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't want to use the F word here on my show, Corey, but it. It, it is not. It's not that. It is not. <laughs> no. It is staged. Entertainment. It is predetermined, but fake means you or I could go in there and do what they do. And I don't know about you, but me and that's not happening. Yeah. But stage means these guys are just like athletes. They, you know, train, they learn how to do the craft and they really, they bust their butts to do what they do. 
and it the outcome is more times than not predetermined but a lot of the aspects we see nowadays is more real than people realize if there was a wrestler that you could bring back from the past that when you watched when you were eight and ten years old who was your favorite when you were there there's one wrestler uh bret hart yeah who i actually the hitman the hitman yeah i actually have his tat uh his logo tattooed on my arm and did he for, pay you for that no <laughs> i actually was worried to trademark infringement but <laughs> okay but yeah he's someone who he was the best storyteller he could get in that ring and he he wouldn't say your prayers and take your vitamins you know something that he went, never preached he always fought for his family. He fought for there was valid reasons why he would fight the way he did or why he he always had a reason and he was an amazing storyteller in the ring. What's up with the what's up with the greasy hair, man? Why do you have the greasy hair? <laughs> because when, when you're trying to throw like throw someone across the ring, you can't grip them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to some uh not not that we weren't talking about real stuff. But back, yeah. um, Let's not go there. <laughs> what a uh, biggest pet peeve of yours, Corey? What's something that gets under your skin? Negativity and just just overall negativity. Because for me, there's a lot of reasons in this world to be negative and to be down on yourself and others. But you know what? There's more nowadays. There's so much to be like to be happy about. So much to be positive over. If things aren't going the way you want, someone doesn't act the way you want. You know what? Embrace it, or if you really can't take it, and just walk away. It's unbelievable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, you're blowing me away. You're doing a great job. Um, Short-term personal goal, three to five months. Uh, get a job and hopefully move into a place in town. Because right now where I live, I live in what I call the middle of nowhere because it, for someone who doesn't drive, yeah, it's very hard to do anything. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to move into Port Jervis where I can kind of do a little more uh, independently. And the first step of doing that is getting a job and finding a cheap place. Colorado Springs or Port Jervis, here he comes. <laughs> exactly. Long-term goal, you talked about the future, three to yeah. five years. Uh, financially stable. Maybe, hopefully, you know, the big dream is to be a, like a writing professionally, either for a website or a published author. My goal is to, I want to make writing my living. And that is like the overall goal. And hopefully going, becoming a known a motivational speaker. We're going to get this show out to some uh, publishing people. We're going to get this show out <laughs> to some writing people. If you know uh, those people in your profession, Let's get Corey connected here. Um, again, Corey, give your contact information if people do want to try to get you to your schools uh, and or they're interested in your super fast typing or your uh, amazing positive attitude. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? My email or my Facebook. Uh, my email is CoreyT0304 at gmail.com. Okay. Corey, obviously the book recommendation for the show here, Small, State, Small Town State of Mind by Corey Taylor. Uh, that is going to be out on the on the shelves soon. Uh, it's going to be a bestseller. Hopefully. And, and how about a favorite quote, uh, Corey? We like to end the shows with a, a quote. The biggest quote, and it's something that, like, like I said before, is um, treat people how they treat you. And it's something that we learn as a child, but as we get older, it goes to the wayside, and we forget about it. But it's something that, especially nowadays, with so much, like with social media and everything, if we treat people with more respect and more kindness and just treat people the way we want to be treated, 
it can go a long way. And nowadays, especially, like I said, with social networking, the way it is, that could be, it could be huge. Well, you're modeling that, Corey. You're living that. Uh, I'm glad that you were to come on. You were thanking me for coming on the yeah, show, but, but, it's, but it's back at you. I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful that you were here with us and uh, really to hear about the education that you got at Port Jervis High School and the, the adults that, that helped you along the way was terrific. Uh, there's no bonuses in education, Corey. You're the bonus, and and to uh, we know you're going to take off with this writing. And uh, uh, here we go. Your aunt is your book here. She got it. Great read, and couldn't put it down. I, mean, I appreciate that. I'm going to be next on that. <laughs> so, anything else, Corey? Before we sign off, that you wanted to say or share? I think that we pretty much covered it. Okay. Is just be good to each other, and if you need if you need someone, look me up. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We are going to sign off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I got the music queued up this time, so we'll get, <laughs> we'll get it rocking out. Uh, my friend uh, Pete Connors, Shabby Studios, if you're interested in uh, getting some custom music, he did a great job. So, Corey, we appreciate you coming on. Let's get this going here. There we go. Get this music queued up. So this is Corey Taylor, everyone, uh, signing off here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. I'd like to thank our sponsor again. Dan Spanauer, Coaching and Leadership Journal. They'll get you a, a nice discount. ELB20 is the code. So thank you for tuning in, everyone. Corey, thank you for having great me. job. Thank you very much. Great job. We're going to sign off. Have a great weekend. Uh, leave us a question or comment uh, here, certainly on Twitter. If uh, you'd like to reach out to me, uh, at Andrew Morales 21 If I can help you in any way, uh, please reach out. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You did a really good job. Thank you. Oh, You're still up. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone.